Season 4, episode 87. Oh, yes. We have an extended, longer episode this week because the stupidity just got out of hand. It really did. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, my insane Florida nephew was having earbud issues. So, you know, I I don't use earbuds. I just, you know, but whatever. You know, the, that's why he's my insane, insane Florida nephew. So, might be a little audio um, differences this week, but, um, you know, look, it's just a podcast, right? I mean, but in any case, um, and if you think this week is stupid, let's just wait till next week. Okay. The artificial intelligence has gone to a whole new level that can be either up or down. You decide, but for now, um, we've got plenty for you to swallow. So make sure that you got your stupid filters on. You're going to need it this week. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Well, welcome to my stupid world, and hey, if you happen to see something stupid, say something stupid, okay? And uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating, and uh, write a review if you don't want, if you want to, and make it a really stupid review, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. You don't want to miss any stupid stories that's coming up, okay? And uh, if you really feel brave, you might want to share the podcast with your friends on social media or wherever you share your stuff at, because, well, look, you know, they they probably already think you're stupid for not sharing your stupidity. So don't give them any reason to think that, okay? So, because we got plenty to share this week. In fact, um, we have got a sexy seagull that, well, some people think is a little too sexy, I'm afraid. He's a, it's a, a statue, actually, of a seagull. It's the head of a seagull on the body of a human woman. And it's got a lot of controversy going on. Um, for a second time in this Massachusetts town. Donna Dodson's sculpture, it's called Seagull Cinderella, was first installed along Route 18 in New Bedford back in 2016 there in Massachusetts. It sparked a few complaints from the residents. They found the artwork a bit uh, too sexually suggestive, you see. The sculpture was then moved to Dodson's hometown of Maynard for a time, but recently came back to New Bedford. Now, the sculpture has again become the subject of complaints, and well, now they've even got a petition calling for its removal despite Dodson's making alterations to the formerly nude figure. Dodson told WJAR-TV, this year she has the full daisy bikini, the full skirt. She said the artwork is meant to be empowering, not controversial. She said it's just a simple idea of what animal or birds would a Cinderella be. You know, again, thinking of this common seagull, so it's basically just a seagull head on a woman's body, said Dodson. She said the city officials are actually supporting the artwork and have asked her to just leave it in place for the time being. I tell you what you should probably do there, girl. Uh, instead, go back and redo it again, and this time, let's just uh, put a full set of bloomers on the seagull. That might 
be a better idea. You think bloomers might work? I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't think, I, I, I would take bloomers on a seagull before I would come across something like these saucy looking sea creatures because they're definitely making a splash <laughs> down in Argentina. These are thousands of um, so-called um, spoon worm fish. Uh, yeah, it's called the Eurekus uncinctus. It was uh, given the naughty nickname of the penis fish. They've all washed ashore on a beach in Rio Grande, Argentina, shocking the locals with their phallic appearance. Uh, now, this marine life um, is, uh, well, they, they gave it that naughty nickname because of its striking resemblance to the human penis. Measuring slightly larger than the average male appendage of about 10 inches, the penis fish features a shaft and a large head complete with a hole <laughs> that looks like a metis. Uh, while the worms usually live in the bottom of the ocean, well, they were recently washed ashore during a large storm that struck the Rio Grande area. Now, while the penis fish has caused a stir in Argentina, it's not the first time they have stunned beachgoers. Back in 2019, thousands of these worms appeared on the shore of Drake's Beach near San Francisco following a storm. Ivan Parr, who's a biologist with the western section of the Wildlife Society, first spotted these sea creatures and claimed that the other locals didn't believe that they were really worms. He stated at the time, I've heard my share of imaginative theories from beachcombers such as flotsam of a wrecked bratwurst freighter. <laughs> so... Yeah, how come things like this never wash up on the shores of Lake Erie? I, I don't know. But anyway, just imagine the jokes that you could pull with something like that, you know? Gee, is uh, that a penis fish in your pants or are you just happy to see me? <sighs> well, here's a fish that was not a penis fish and it wasn't a bass either. This was caught in a pond behind a family's home Jana Clinton said, you know, we're used to catching a few bass or catfish. I mean, nothing with human-like teeth. Yeah, it's uh, from her son, Charlie. He came screaming up when fishing and indicated that something was up. She thought maybe he had been a little overdramatic, you know. But according to what a report was uh, recently aired on NPR, apparently Charlie had reeled in the invasive South American pacu. It's, a, I guess, a cousin to the piranha complete with some major sets of teeth. Now, a pacu is really not supposed to be in a pond near Oklahoma City, according to wildlife officials. Now, when that happens, it usually is because uh, it got too big for somebody who is keeping it as a pet. <laughs> the fish can actually grow to be three and a half feet long and weigh up to 88 pounds, according to the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation. The practice of dumping unwanted pets in waterways can be incredibly harmful to native wildlife, they posted to Facebook. Paku are an exotic invasive species that can cause damage to local ecosystems. Now, the fish has been caught actually anywhere from Pennsylvania all the way down to Indiana, according to CBS News. But I think he should probably consider himself lucky because, well, most of us who hang out with something that has dirty teeth and smells fishy usually winds up getting crabs. Well, according to the U.S. Census Bureau statistics, 34% of people 15 years and older have never been married. That's actually up from about 23% back in 1950. Now, of course, 
Times were different back then, you know? Now it's considered very young to get married in your teenage years, and apparently a lot of Gen Z and millennials don't have it on their radar at all. In a new survey, more than 40% of adults up through the age of 40 say they believe marriage is, quote, an outdated tradition. Now, that includes 41% of young men and 52% of young women. 73% of them say weddings are too expensive these days. And 85% don't think they're even necessary to even have a fulfilled and committed relationship. Now, that being said, marriages aren't being completely written off. So 83% say they hope to marry someday down the road. 38% of the young adults say they felt judged for not being married yet. I can imagine what family reunions are like. 25% have felt judged for moving in with their partner. Oh, yeah, you're just living with her? Huh? Now, the most common source of all that judgment is moms, usually, especially moms for young women. 68% of young adults think it's intrusive to ask about people's marriage plans, which means they probably didn't enjoy taking part in this survey. Uh, and also, while 47% of young adults say they're afraid of potentially getting divorced, they're also afraid of working on relationships. Hmm. Well, I guess they're just afraid of working, period, maybe. I don't know. But 87% say they'd be fine with going to couples counseling. And 42% even said that a couple's therapy is actually important for a strong relationship. I, I mean, I wouldn't disagree, but you would think that they would have the ability to work it out without a third party. Well, 74% feel like individual therapy can help with romantic relationships as well. Now, there's a list of the most marriage-averse cities also, with the most unmarried couples living together being Toledo. That's number one. Then there's Seattle, Spokane, Portland, Minneapolis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Madison, Wisconsin, Reno, Nevada, and St. Petersburg, Florida, which translates to these people don't want to get married because they're not interested in practicing celibacy. <laughs> Yeah, and they'd like to spend their money on more important things, you know, like caring for the multiple pets that they've purchased in lieu of having kids. <sighs> well, uh, here's something you don't want to see at a bus stop where a Florida bus driver had to get out the camera instead of opening the door when they brought the bus to a bus stop that was occupied by an unusual commuter, but not necessarily unusual for Florida. It was an alligator. Go Pasco County Public Transportation tweeted the photo snapped by the bus driver in Newport, Ritchie, Florida, when they spotted the alligator patiently waiting next to the Go Pasco bus stop sign on Little Road. <laughs> he tweeted, why did the alligator cross the road? Well, to get to the bus stop on time. The gator was not allowed to board, by the way, but was instead escorted to some nearby woods by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's personnel, according to county officials. But look, this gator still isn't the most dangerous passenger on the average bus ride there in Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there was a vicious attack on the bus that led to horrific injuries, and then the gator showed up. Yeah. Well, there are warning labels on pretty much everything these days, virtually Every product has a long write-up with red letters about how the thing can be dangerous. In fact, it's to the point now you have to peel back the label and unfold it four or five times to read all of the dangers. You know, it wasn't always like that. 
There were very few warning labels back until the 1960s when they started, you know, putting them on cigarettes. Then other products followed suit. And then things went really crazy in the 1990s when everyone started filling or filing out lawsuits. Well, now researchers are a little worried that now we are so desensitized, nobody even reads or notices warning labels anymore. So really, they're basically pointless. One expert even said they've become so ubiquitous. If everything in the supermarket is labeled as dangerous, you don't know what to buy. Now, this means that companies can't rely on people reading through all the endless warnings. So a redesign might be in store for some products to make them safer for customers. Like, for example, requiring somebody to pull a lever and push a button to start a lawnmower rather than just having it start with the turn of a key. Yeah, you got to go through all kinds of little tricks and maneuvers just to turn the thing on. And you thought having childproof caps on bottles were going to be a pain in the neck. Well, a jury in Broward County, Florida, has just given an eight-year-old girl $800,000 in damages because she got second-degree burns caused by a McDonald's chicken nugget. That happened several years ago. I guess they got to start putting warning labels now on food. Well, the family, they had sought $15 million for the incident, which happened when the little girl who was at the time four years old and opened up her Happy Meal box inside the family car and dropped a hot chicken nugget on her lap. Now, one of those nuggets, which the girl's family said was, quote, dangerously hot at 200 degrees, got stuck between her leg and the car seat for about two minutes and left her leg disfigured and scarred, according to the lawsuit against McDonald's and franchisee Upchurch Foods Incorporated alleged. Now, how did they know it was 200 degrees? That's what I want to know. Well, lawyers for McDonald's said the chicken nuggets could not have been more than 160 degrees, like that's going to make any difference. And they're not meant to be pressed against anyone's skin for several minutes. Well, what about the skin that's pressed upon your tongue? That's what I want to know. Well, jurors found both McDonald's and the franchise were indeed liable. It includes Upchurch Foods Incorporated as well for negligence and failure to warn the customers of the risks associated with hot foods. <laughs> and McDonald's also for the failure to provide instructions on the safe handling of the food. Yes, as I said, look for warning labels on your chicken McNuggets now. That's something I guess you really never associate with McDonald's, though, right? Huh? Hot food, right? I've never had much hot food at McDonald's personally. But luckily, the little girl's mom was able to cool off the wound by pressing an ice-cold Big Mac on it. Well, there's a guy who was recently caught stealing three cakes from a grocery store. And the icing on the cake was... The thief himself, literally. Yeah, a 24-year-old man in Pennsylvania named DeQuay Jackson ordered three cakes from a grocery store that had photos of himself printed on it. <laughs> then he goes through the self-checkout and did not pay for the cakes. He bought some candles, some canned items, some cupcakes and paid $12.99, but then he didn't scan the cakes, which were worth more than 90 bucks total. Police are still looking for him, but yeah, you know, it's only a matter of time. They actually ID'd him based on security footage. Oh, and the photos that he actually submitted 
for the cakes. DeQuay has a criminal record, too, by the way. About two years ago, he was caught stealing $1,000 worth of Yankee candles from a CVS, which was covered by this very podcast, actually. So, yes, that means this guy is a two-time stupid criminal. <laughs> uh, products are constantly being recalled also for things like salmonella, you know. But I don't think I've ever seen this before. Trader Joe's has issued a recall for two types of cookies that they sell because they might contain rocks. Oh, kind of brings back the uh, the old uh, Charlie Brown Halloween specials. Now, they haven't elaborated or even explained how the rocks got in their cookies, but they've already been pulled from the shelves. Now, anybody that bought them can bring them back to get a full refund. I'm not sure if that'll pay for the cracked teeth, but now there's two types of cookies that might be full of rocks. It's the almond windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk with almonds. Yeah, some of those almonds might be a bit rock hard. Now, all the potentially rock-filled snacks have a sell-by date of between October 17th and October 21st. So if you bought either of those types, but they have a different sell-by date, I think you can go ahead and chew with confidence. <laughs> and um, from cookies to Quaker Oats, you know the Quaker Oats cereal, Cap'n Crunch? It's turning 60 years old. Can you believe that? Oh, I remember eating Cap'n Crunch years ago. Now, let's just put this in context. Cap'n Crunch was in the U.S. before the Beatles. Now, nobody has really ever suggested that the Beatles only came to America just to try Cap'n Crunch, but it's possible. <laughs> well, the mascot, his name, by the way, in case you didn't know, is Cap'n Horatio Magellan Crunch. Well, he has really earned the white in his mustache, you might say. And uh, now for the very first time ever in the 60 years of existence, Captain Crunch has actually earned an actual captain's uniform. In case you didn't know, see, Captain Crunch's uniform has always been wrong. Those gold stripes on his sleeve are actually below his rank. An American naval captain wears four gold bars on his sleeve, but Captain Crunch has always had fewer. He initially started out wearing only one bar, which was for an ensign. Then they gave him two bars, which he got promoted to lieutenant, and then finally three bars, which is a commander. But for the 60th anniversary, well, Quaker Oats has finally given him four bars. And there's an even up, an updated image on social media that's out now. It has the caption, quote, the internet has spoken and we listened, introducing my new look and my fourth stripe era. Well, his next rank would be Admiral. They also posted a kind of a bizarre clip of dozens of people in an updated Captain Crunch costumes, seemingly leaving a cheesecake factory. Oh, I'm not up with that. I'm not. Uh, it's kind of apparently a promotional stunt at a Comic Con in San Diego. But here's an interesting fact for the old schoolers: the character Captain Crunch was actually created in 1963 by TV producer Alan Burns. You may not know who Alan Burns is, but Alan worked on uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Hey, hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Nothing up my sleeve. Yeah. Presto. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, Alan also co-created the Mary Tyler Moore show and my all-time favorite TV show, The Munsters. <laughs> what do you know? 
Well, you ever thought about maybe renting out your place on Airbnb when you go on vacation? Now, we've kind of done that around here. We've rented out our house uh, for Penn State football games, and we've made a nice uh, little lump sum of money. Well, there's a guy in California. He recently went to Vancouver for a few months to spend some time with his family. Now, this guy's on a one-year lease and kept paying his rent, and when he went to Vancouver, he just locked up and left town. Then when he gets back, a bunch of his stuff was missing, including his PlayStation, his computer, and a gun. <laughs> so what would you do? He filled out a police report. Turns out, though, there had not been a break-in. No, his place had actually been rented out on Airbnb by his landlord. He told the landlord that he'd been out of town, and then they realized that, well, they can make a little extra cash. They'll just rent the place out without telling him. Now they're trying to claim that they did nothing wrong, and they're not going to pay for all the stuff that got stolen. Well, the guy posted about it in a Reddit group where lawyers kind of give out free legal advice, and, well, you know what they're telling him. Sue, sue, sue. They say that his landlord violated his, quote, reasonable expectation of privacy, so he could probably get a lot more than what his old PlayStation was worth. Kind of reminds me of the time we were renting a house several years ago when our boys were toddlers and infants, and um, we were going to go out of the town for the weekend, and, well, we didn't tell our landlord where we were going, but he did tell us he was going to come to the house and um, install a garage, an automatic garage door opener, which was a good idea because at the time our garage was not connected to the house, you see, because our house faced a very busy highway and you had to kind of go around the block and through an alley to get to the garage on the back side of the house. And then we had to walk through the backyard under the clothesline to get to the house, right? So yeah, it'd be nice to have an automatic garage opener, which would be kind of nice. So when we got back, we saw that the garage opener had been installed. And when we went into the house, we found lights that had been left on. And we had found things left on the floor that had been brought in from the front door stoop, like wet newspapers and things like this. And we're thinking, who was in our house? Turns out the landlord was. He had come in and inspected everything and left without telling us. Well... We got our attorney involved, and um, uh, in Pennsylvania, there is real no defined rule for people that rent and the landlords. So in a sense, more or less, the landlord does have the right to come into your house, well, especially if you've got a threat like a fire or a flood or something like this. The landlord also is putting himself in a precarious situation because if anything is missing from the house, the landlord could be the number one suspect. So um, it's probably a matter of courtesy that maybe the landlord John might want to let us know that they're coming into the house so that um, we would might be expecting him. And our attorney made that clear to our landlord. Mm, yes. Now, that's always a little sketchy when things like that happens. It's also a bit sketchy when uh, you are one of these repairmen that come to your house, you know, the cable guy or the, uh, the internet guy or whatever, because you never know what you're going to encounter. And if you think helping older people with their internet problems is really frustrating, try doing this at gunpoint.
A 62-year-old man in Pike Township, Pennsylvania, named Clyde Smay, got arrested because he pulled a gun on his internet repairman. Now, it's not completely clear what went down, but the report says that the repair guy was about to leave without finishing the job, and Clyde freaked out. He pulled his gun and prevented the repairman from leaving his home in Clearfield County, PA, and then began threatening the guy. Well, fortunately, didn't sound like anybody was hurt. Uh, by the way, uh, I might also point out Clyde was a convicted felon, and he wasn't even allowed to have a gun. So he was charged for that, along with making terroristic threats and false imprisonment and simple assault and harassment. And it's also unclear if he ever got his internet working, but uh, if so, he's probably Googling what kind of hard time now he's looking at. And then there's the 88-year-old Texas woman who went to the hospital thinking she misplaced her dentures, only to learn she'd swallowed her teeth during the dinner, and they were still in her stomach. Now, a little backstory here. The woman does suffer from dementia and lost her lowers while she was eating dinner, according to Fox News. Though she was not suffering any pain or discomfort, her son decided to take her to the UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. There, the woman continued to insist she had felt fine and was swallowing without any trouble, but the doctors thought it would be a good idea to perform an endoscopy to see whether the dentures were somewhere inside her. And sure enough, images from the internal camera very clearly showed her choppers resting inside her stomach. Now, a scan of her torso also showed the arc of those dentures standing out starkly against her skeletal structure. Doctors stuck a pair of tongs down Granny's throat and after two hours and several attempts, managed to fish out Grandma's teeth. Now, the woman was unhurt and she was able to return home the next day. Foreign body ingestion is an under-recognized hazard in adults, especially in the elderly, where it might lead to significant morbidity and even mortality, experts at the hospital writes in a study about the incident, according to Fox News. The study noted that the woman's dementia probably contributed to her being able to swallow the dentures without even experiencing or even recalling any kind of pain. Dentures are actually one of the more commonly ingested items in adults. Other things would be bones, uh, chicken or fish, or jewelry, according to doctors. Maybe we should get Grandma a fresh dose of polydent or, what is it, polygrip? Remember those polygrip commercials? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I really like my coffee. And I like trying different kinds of coffee. You know, it's always fun to see the different blends and the grinds and all this kind of thing, right? Well, we've got, you know, vegan oak oat milk lattes also is um, the, uh, if you go in for that kind of stuff, it's, uh, you know, uh, you've got that. You've got folks that don't like anything in their coffee. They just want it black, right? There's really no wrong way to enjoy coffee, right? Well, there might be some curious and maybe questionable concoctions that might defy your expectations, like uh, Carolina Reaper coffee. Roasty Buds is a daring coffee company known for their adventurous flavors. They've taken the concept of coffee to thrilling new heights. While it offers uh, beans that are infused with flavors like chocolate and cherry, 
They've got some pretty spicy coffee blends as well. Um, among the many offerings is their XX Extra Insane Spicy Roast that stands out as the hottest of the bunch. <laughs> and we're not talking about just uh, temperature. We're talking the infusing of the infamous Carolina Reaper pepper with those rich cocoa beans. The uh, Carolina Reaper, known for its fiery reputation as the world's spiciest pepper, brings a whole new dimension to the coffee experience. It's definitely bold and audacious. It challenges your taste buds of those that seek uh, adrenaline-pumping caffeine fix. Now, it might work for some drinking coffee infused with Carolina Reaper pepper. It can result in this overwhelming and an intense spiciness that might be too much for others to enjoy. People with the sensitive stomachs or digestive issues might experience discomfort when consuming extremely spicy foods or beverages. Now, combined with the coffee's natural acidity and the intense spiciness of the Carolina Reaper, you might end up taking some not-so-adventurous bathroom trips, you see. Plus, the intense spiciness of the Carolina Reaper can overpower the natural flavors of the coffee, making it difficult to appreciate the nuanced notes and characters of the beans. It's like... <laughs> Why even drink? Why don't you just drink the Carolina Reaper juice, you know, if you're going to do that, right? One coffee connoisseur and thrill seeker on TikTok called the concoction, quote, the weirdest coffee you've ever seen. During his review of Roasty Bud's downright daunting coffee blend, he added that it burns the throat after swallowing. Now, YouTubers Whole Brain Coffee gave the blazing coffee a try and well, one of the judges said he's tasted spicier Carolina Reapers in his time. The other one just called the blend kind of stupid. Although Carolina Reaper coffee isn't exactly a culinary triumph, there are some tasteful ways you can add spice to the morning or evening Joe. One expert at the Coffee Fanatics, they suggest adding gentle spices, you know, like cinnamon or cardamom or anise, saffron, or ginger for a quietly spicy kick. That would probably make more sense, huh? These delicate spices won't overpower the flavor of your coffee beans. Plus, they won't burn going down or leave you running to the bathroom with a cramping stomach or a fiery butthole. Of course, if you do want to try the Carolina Reaper coffee, I don't want to yuck your yum. I mean, food itself is all about exploration, right? Roasty Buds also offers some stable spice blends and like their Hatch Chili or their Texas Barbecue Blend. No, thank you. No, we're not putting barbecue sauce in my coffee. Barbecue is for beef. That's what's for dinner. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me 
at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You uh, were up to your eyeballs and goo goo uh, this week. Is that what the? Am <laughs> <laughs> I up, up to my uh, maybe the earwax? Maybe, maybe the <laughs> of my ears from the concert. So, That's probably uh, it. Uh, um, yeah, we went. So I, forgot, I don't know how I missed it last week because we were what caught up with all all kinds of other chaos. Uh, Mrs. Poncho and I had a six year wedding anniversary. Ooh. Almost, almost two weeks ago now, a couple Sundays ago, and, yeah. Um, which is great, like six years. It's awesome. Uh, I, you know, it feels like no time has passed at all. Well, it, you, it you've made it. Like it's been forever together. You've made it. You've made it past the milestone because they say that if you can make it past the fifth year anniversary, then you're pretty much going to be together for life. Look at that. Well, look, we. We've made it. Uh, we're, we're, we've made it for over a year at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably the more accurate thing to say is that she has made it. <laughs> yeah, I will say she puts up with a lot of jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and look, I, I will say even pregnant Mrs. Poncho. Yeah. She's eight months pregnant now. We're, we're, about, oh. um, we're under a month away from the due date. Oh. She can still handle the jokes. Like, Good. Says, oh, just wait, just wait, and yeah, which to me is a challenge. <laughs> well, and, can uh, she can she handle the stupidity when you read her all the headlines that you get every week? You know, I did, <laughs> I did give her a, a sneak peek into what we've got next week. Yeah, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, I'm putting all this stuff together. Some of it I do at work at the radio station. And I'm in there cracking up laughing, and they're going, "Are you putting your podcast together?" I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so for the teaser for next week, I'll tease it as this: we're going to explore whether or not AI will or could be a better lover than our own wives, or yourself, or, or yourself. <laughs> it's probably more accurate than. I mean, the 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 article. The article. Let me just tell you. All I can tell you. It, it goes beyond even my own expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll just have to wait till next week to get the full brunt of it. Boy, I'm talking. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. And and of course, the funny thing is, they're saying when I'm 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 giving some of the coworkers a little taste of it, and they said, "So you're going to give that one to your nephew?" I said, "That's exactly right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what I expect. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Well, I, the, the, the fun thing, at least, was the concert we got to go to yesterday. I bought these about six or seven months ago. Yeah. Uh, just hearing that the tickets were going on sale, I was like, hey, that's like less than two weeks after our, our six-year anniversary. Let's yeah. do it. I grew up listening to the Goo Goo Dolls on the radio, so it puts me back into a nostalgic <laughs> kind of 90s. Uh, oh, boy. Know, like, I don't look at uh, the 90s as being nostalgic at all for me. Well, I just... That's because you're, you're old. You know? <laughs> no, you were 
say that. I knew you. OAR opened there, and if there's one takeaway from both concerts together, it's that if you don't want to be upstaged, then don't bring a trumpet player because oh, okay. whew, man, he he stole the show for OAR. He was great. Um, wow. But we had, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and then other than that, I've just been in, like, super project mode now that we're under a, a month to go. Yeah. I've, I've fixed, yesterday alone, I fixed two toilets, installed a couple sinks. Um, Man. And uh, sanded a bunch of wood that I'm going to, over the weekend, build basically an attachment for our crib. So Yeah, you were talking about that last week. A bedside sleeper, yeah. So that's going to happen this weekend. Um, I went, okay. hung a couple shelves. Uh, I cleaned out the garage and organized oh. it. I vacuumed the the car to get it all ready yeah. and clean for a baby, and uh, and then wow. you know got to organize and put things away in the house a little bit. So that it's been like the span of maybe two days worth of of projects, I guess. Um, Only to have baby puke everywhere once the baby gets here. Oh yeah, but well, that's that's fine. That's separate. Look, if the baby's like little Poncho, then little Poncho, I can no. count on one hand how many times he threw up or spit up. Yeah. Well, yeah, like this is um, this is baby one number two. Count. This is baby number two. Just remember, things could be drastically different. This is like Pandora's box. (laughs) That's right. My like I've told you before. When our second son was born, my wife said if he had been the firstborn, he would have been an only child. (laughs) That's right. So, isn't it funny how they turn out? Like, yeah, the crazy one that ends up growing up to be a little bit. Um, this is true. More, because I was always told that I was the crazy one growing up too. <laughs> uh, but if you look at at uh, my brother yeah. right now, then you'll, yeah, you, you no, know, well, it, things kind of reverse in adulthood. I think you're definitely have have, yeah. have landed in adulthood with a far better precision. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a paradigm shift that happens, and just everything goes back uh, upside down. I guess for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, well I, I mean, I, it's been it's been about as hot as Florida here in Pennsylvania this last week. I, I just saw a meme that was put out by uh, the website statecollege.com, and it says this is you know people in Pennsylvania going out to lunch, you know, going out for lunch at noon, and it has a picture of the skeleton who's in like a furnace blazing in flames, you know. <laughs> you're, so, you're basically like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, going right. out to a diner. The funny thing is, I mean, we're, we're having like actual temperature highs of like 96, 97 degrees, right? Compared to out west, where if you fall down on the ground, you get third degree burns right now. Oh my goodness, yeah. That, you know? would, be, that, that would be, does that actually happen? Yes. That would be yes. wild. Oh, it, it, it was, it's actually happening. People are coming to the hospital with third degree burns because they fell down. They've fallen. Yeah. Oh, on the bed. <laughs> Look, I was appreciative for a little bit of gray skies and drizzle over the concert there. It let me, you know, not get burnt, and it kept it relatively pretty cool. Yeah, Um, I will say at one point when it got like around eight o'clock at night, maybe around eight thirty, and it started to get dark. Yeah, all these bats just started falling out of some of the uh, of some of the structure. It was an outdoor venue. um, Yeah. In St. Augustine, so uh, these oh bats are funneling out, and there's a tent that's kind of overhead for some of the audience, and so the bats are just confused because the sound is just being blasted. They're being blasted yeah. with the Goo Goo Dolls uh, yeah. while they're being a tent above them, and and so like it took a while for the bats. So, to so what you're saying, you're saying then the the the, the Goo Goo Dolls was driving them batty. Is that what you're saying? 
I guess. I, yeah. Look, I'd, I'd like to think that it was the Goo Goo Dolls that did it, but I think yeah. it was also convenient timing with it getting. Yeah, that's, po- that's possible too. Yeah. Well, I mean, so so basically, I mean, the the week has been pretty warm up here. All right. And I'm looking forward to the weekend. I, I, I'm, I'm home. I'm, I'm thinking now the weekend is here. And, and it, was, it was totally ruined when I got up to the house. And my wife, she says, um, well, we're going to go out to eat tonight. I'm like, okay. And she kind of gives me this kind of uh, sad look. She says, um, my mother wants to go to Cracker Barrel. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well. Okay. I was about to guess it, too. I was like, Cracker, let me guess Cracker Barrel. <laughs> okay, I can eat a lot of places than Cracker Barrel, you know. I mean, but so, and we went, and of course, everyone's food was like tepid, lukewarm. Okay, oh, I don't, God. I don't think I have ever received a hot, piping hot meal from a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, how long was it sitting under a heat lamp or something? I don't know. I, I know yeah. that my wife, my wife had to send. She said my mac and cheese is ice cold. Grandma's chicken was cold. They had to go heat that up. You know? Oh so, no. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, my whatever I had, it was kind of it was it was like okay, like it'd been sitting out on the counter for like a fifteen minutes to a half an hour, you know. Yeah. So and 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 I'm like, it it wasn't cold, but it was getting close. Okay, but if it had been sitting out for another ten minutes, it would have been ready to go back to the kitchen. See, thanks to anniversary, this being anniversary season, I've had a lot of sushi the past couple. Oh, of weeks, and, yeah, there you go. And that is that is my favorite there, the raw fish. I- Look, I would eat. I I would eat a lot of sushi if I had to go back to one more trip to Cracker Barrel. You know, I just. <laughs> I, I would, I've got I've got some peanut. Oh, not peanut butter. I've got some uh, cookie dough whiskey that Costco's oh, selling. There you go. Yeah. I might even try a Tide Pod before I would go back to Cracker Barrel anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like that. Coming from the South, when you've had the real thing, and you go to someplace like Cracker Barrel, no, it just it just doesn't do it for you. So, sorry. So I think that completely lukewarm, like just like how your meal was. Right. I think that perfectly describes Cracker Barrel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad. You know what you're going to get. No, they're, also, they're never going to get above a certain, yeah. like, they're never going right. to get above a Mediocre. Pie. They're never right. going to get above yeah. mediocre. That's it. They're just mediocre. You know, if you if you if you're from like another country, like if you live in you know Bangladesh or somewhere, you know, and you want to try some southern quote unquote, I put that in air quotes. If you want to try some southern food, then you can try a Cracker Barrel. But you know, that's that's a, a far distance from what the real stuff is like. You know, yeah. And of course, you know, the, the, bad, the here's the here's the bad part. Most every Cracker Barrel I've ever been to, half of their parking lot is for handicap. <laughs> You know, where they have all the rocking chairs out there. That's right. Right. And so here I am, I'm getting out of the car and leading the charge is grandma. And she's doing, you know, a half a mile an hour, you know, and it's just and with her cane and we're following behind, you know, and, and, then and you, got, you got to wait for her to finish your game of checkers. Well, yeah, that's right. So, but I told, I told my, my son, cause you know, we're always laughing at grandma getting out of the car and, you know, she's just <laughs> plodding along, you know, and we're all behind her just waiting for her, you know, and, and I said, you know, I, I cannot get this out of my head every time I'm behind grandma and she's going, she's motivating along with her, with her cane. And I've got this like old model T sound effect in my head going, <laughs> you know, backfiring, pow, pow, you know, <laughs> I just can't get that out of my head. So I'm smiling the whole time watching the old Model T try to get up the sidewalk to go to Cracker Barrel. You know, I hate to, to think about what and where you'd have to put a crank. 
man. So, yeah. Hey, where the old people gun to crack a barrel? Go sit down and have some coffee. Well, <laughs> you know, who are those old people? Uh, yeah. you know, that's, <laughs> well, this is, stereotype was completely... And, and, and the, the irony of it is that you're kind of being forced into this position. Yes, you you're, yeah. you're right. No, no by grandma. Yeah, my grandma. Grandma was the one that forced us into it, you know. So, but oh my gosh, no my my new uh, senior place is Perkins. See, I like going to Perkins. See, yeah, it's, not, it's not a whole lot better. <laughs> the food is so you're not, much. Better. You're not helping your case. I know that's true, but but look, at least it's better than eating. You know what these kids are doing on TikTok nowadays. You know. That, that is true. Uh, yeah, look, so Eric's trying to skip ahead here to our first story. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're the first time listening here, then I'm, I, I either congratulations or I'm sorry. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the Pancho Guero hour where, uh, you know, me and I, I, I pick out seven headlines that uh, Eric Lane sends me and uh, for us to discuss. And uh, Eric That's right. gives me the uh, usually the ones that are, are most um you pick out the headlines, I pick out who reads them. Yeah, right, and, and I always <laughs> get the short end of the stick for these things. Um, and, well, and, the, best uh, part of, the best part of it is, see, you don't really read ahead. You just read it, and then you find out what the first time like everybody <laughs> else says. <laughs> Sometimes, I, this is true, occasionally. Um, today is one of those days. It's been a busy week, and so I'm kind of flying at the seat of my pants here. Um but I, I have more fun that way. Honestly, that's why I do it sometimes. I have more fun. Um, we we try to the, part of the fun about flying on the seat of your pants too is trying to figure out who gets the best transitions. Uh, I don't know. We we kind of like pick. I don't, in my mind, I think about who who wins. You know, at least maybe I'll have to pick a winner. I might be maybe the audience needs to pick a winner who has that's a true. transition. Or, there you or, go. Or if, you, if you've got a better transition between stories, you know, oh. like, send it. Do something. Yeah. Uh, I want to know because I could take yeah. some lessons. Um, there you go. There you go. So, so look, um, this Cracker Barrel, I guess, is it? What would you rather? Do you think eating a Cracker Barrel will, will become like a a new TikTok trend for the the Gen Z youth? <laughs> maybe the the generation under that, like you know, maybe the maybe especially once Cracker Barrel becomes like blockbuster, it will become well, we like a, a viral we trend. Well, what we need to have is a new TikTok trend called the Cracker Barrel Challenge. I don't know what that would be yet. It'll, it'll, probably, it'll probably be involving a lot of uh, Model T sputtering noises and <laughs> games of checkers. Like we, uh, um, you said you'd rather eat a Tide Pod than, than uh, go back to Cracker Barrel one more time. Oh. How about this, though? Uh, it, well, because there's, there's a new laundry-themed uh, dietary trend, which could literally kill you. Oh. And, uh, and and people so like people are posting videos claiming that they are consuming borax, uh, <laughs> like, like the borax powder, I guess, uh, which is used as a laundry <laughs> a pesticide, a household cleanser, and uh, like a, a herbicide, and to unclog drains. <laughs> um, and so, and some they say they're jumping on the borax train. Uh, so I guess the train's coming. Um, so my experience with borax is. Uh, Helping out a friend who had, they're they staying with their, their sister, who was a truck driver, and she wasn't home a lot. And there was there was an absolute cockroach infestation in that house. Ooh. Like, it was scary to be in there. And so yeah. I tried to put together, like, a little, little cockroach-killing care package. Um, and really, 
all that I really should have needed to put in there, which I included, was borax powder. Because yeah. that should do the trick. Probably that's probably what your exterminator is putting down what you're doing. Um, yeah. it is it's good. I would say it's not good uh, as powdered sugar or as uh, something to snort. But yeah. So it's like, it's literally poison. It's unclear yeah. why people are doing this, but apparently there are some alternative medicine claims about the benefits of the element boron, which can be found in certain foods. Hmm. There are claims it could fight conditions like arthritis and osteoporosis, but the science is still out on that. Hmm. And borax contains boron. It's probably where mm -hmm. they get the name from, right? But yeah. the product itself is a poisonous compound. If accidentally or intentionally swallowed, it causes nausea, vomiting, and stomach irritation. So basically what they're going to say is borax is going to be the new... What's the drug that they're using now for like weight loss or something? Oh, um, you keep, yeah, it'll be part of, the, uh, part of the conditions of some of the side effects. Basically, right? Um, if, if, um, well, it looks like skin rashes, they can also occur. Oh. With it. So regularly consuming small doses can lead to anemia, tremors, seizures male reproductive issues, and kidney problems, hmm. as well as larger doses, which could be lethal. Hmm. And if you consume any amount of borax, you're supposed to call poison control immediately. <laughs> um, so I guess people maybe call that like after posting their TikTok video. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's not something that you really want to mess around with, though, even if you are a stupid idiot. <laughs> That's true. I don't you know? know? Um, I literally, I, I'm pretty sure the one that I got how it had like a skull and crossbones on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Here is at uh, Chemthug, a PhD candidate in synthetic organic chemistry talking about the dangers. I actually did research. I went into the primary literature and I read papers that both talked about some potential benefits, but also way more literature talking about how boron and specifically borate compounds like sodium tetraborate, aka borax, is actually really not good for you. You are actively poisoning yourselves. If a product isn't made for people to consume it, don't consume it. The, the top comment on this video is just let them drink it, man. Hashtag Darwin. Um, which seems like it, it seems mean, but is it though? Like, you know what? Wait, wait. has been working for a long time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a process of elimination. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and, and, and if you want to go like, you know, full Darwin with it then as well. I mean, look, it's less competition for the rest of us. Uh, yeah, there, you know? that's true. Uh, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the Tide Pod Challenge is one thing, but you know, because it was like kids who probably didn't realize just how dangerous it could be, maybe thought that like the stupidity is funny. Uh, but, you know, if you had to spread like awareness or anything, I guess, I don't know, to let the kids know. But this seems to be like adults doing this. Um, what kid is going to know what borax even is, right? Right. Or, or care about the health benefits of boron, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, stupid adults. And, and, and if they're out there, um, you know, drinking like pe maybe I could put a little bit of my drink here, like a cocktail with pesticides. They're probably beyond help at this point. I don't know. Yeah, really. Yeah, that would be that would definitely be spiking your drink if you put borax in your in your whiskey. Yeah. You know, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, that that would definitely. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I my mom used borax when I was a kid. I know what that stuff is. I've smelled it. It's it's almost like you know we, we used to sing this in in school. <laughs> what was I'm trying to think what the lyrics are. Uh, 
I can't remember what the tune was, but we literally would sing this in school, like some of these school, these goofy songs you'd sing, you know, like in recess. But the lyrics is like, Comet will make your mouth turn green. Comet is worse than Listerine. Comet will make you vomit. So eat some Comet and vomit today. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> You know, and now they're they're not eating. Yeah, it's like, they're, they're eating it's like the beans. It's like the yeah. beans. Beans, the magical fruit song that I heard growing <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> I remember. I remember singing. You know, comet will make your mouth turn green. Comet is worse than Listerine. You know, it's just it's just hilarious that some people are doing this stuff now for real life. You know, uh, that would definitely definitely put you in distress if you uh, had a little too much borax in your system. So. But artificial intelligence may be a good thing if we're getting people eating borax. That's for sure. You know, we may need to go to artificial intelligence because the natural intelligence is not doing very well right now. But some of these AI, now we talked about this in an earlier podcast episode where AI is now being used to scam people on the phone. And it's a oh, real yeah. Yeah, it's a real sophisticated thing what they're doing now, okay? And it's making it more believable, okay? We got scam artists now that are catching on and are using technology to clone voices of those even of friends and family. And especially if you've got videos online, all they have to do is get a, a little snippet of your video, put it into an AI, and they can it can mimic your, your, your actual voice, okay? So the disturbing trend is just adding to the mounting losses because of a fraud. So imagine this, just last year, Americans lost $9 billion, with a B, $9 billion to fraud, which is an increase in the past two years of over 150%. That's according to the Federal Trade Commission. So now this AI scam uses computer-generated voices and Basically, it's left a trail of emotional devastation. So we got Jennifer DeStefano. She's a mother. Now, with, this was the story that's happened a while back, but it's worth repeating. But, um, basically, she was talking now to a meeting of U.S. senators telling about her terrifying encounter with scammers that used the voice of her 15-year-old daughter claiming that they had kidnapped her. And literally i mean she imagined being on the phone and she gets a call and you hear the voice of your daughter that says mom these bad men have me help me help me help me and De stefano said that she was you know freaking out because she's hearing this over the phone but it turns out she calls her husband and her husband's like your, your daughter is in a room in bed she you know so i mean but still it it unnerves you whenever you hear this so i don't know i mean this is just getting really stupid right now you know you got you got people that are literally taking your own voice that you can recognize as your child or your loved one and they're turning it into artificial intelligence and, and they're trying to scam you out of like a ransom money or something i mean i just i kind of miss the good old days you know oh, when the I, worst I thing yeah, when the worst thing the scammers did was just try to sell you some extended warranty for your car, you know? I mean, <laughs> yes. it's, it's really a disturbing story. It kind of makes uh, telemarketers seem kind of quaint, you know? <laughs> now, I read the story to Mrs. Poncho about three weeks ago when I first saw it pop up. Yeah. I thought, like, what? And the, the look on her face. Oh, my yeah. gosh, man. It's actually wild. Like, this is – I like, it, it's – how do you like your kids are going to grow up thinking like, oh, mom's calling me. I've yeah. got a code word. I got to hear from mom anytime that she calls to make sure it's actually. Yeah, her. you got to be. You've got to be really, really on your toes. Right. So uh, yeah, no, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, you know, in the future. But, yeah. Uh, 
I have let Mrs. Poncho kind of in on that just in case she gets a call from Little Poncho well, next week. Well, you know, and, and not only that, not only just it, with the voices, but they're actually now taking actual pictures and videos, and you're not sure if the picture you're looking at is actually real or if it's been modified by artificial intelligence. It, it, it's amazing to see what, like, I mean, the moment, I feel like scammers, like, they're always one step ahead because they're always changing and innovating with them. Yeah. Right. You know? So, you know, one day, you know, AI is basically trying to give you the big O, and then the next day they're trying to hold you for ransom money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? Wow. I, the thing about it is, though, I, I'm waiting to see if artificial intelligence can learn how to cook. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that, that is a good point. Like, imagine if if artificial intelligence becomes like the next Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I yeah. think what you want with Gordon Ramsay is a little bit of the abuse. So, like, if they could kind of program that into the AI, that's true. I think that'd be better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, because you got artificial intelligence taking over people's jobs. You know, right now though, they they can't they can't cook. So, you know, I mean, but they've got robots, I guess, that can flip burgers at, you know, some of these fast food places. But really, I mean, if you go to a restaurant and you want a good meal, you know, by the chef that knows exactly how much to like a little dash of salt and a splash of this, you know, artificial intelligence, they can't do that. You know, come on. Mm -mm, no. Re real cooking is an art. Yeah. I don't know if artificial intelligence will ever fully get art. You'll have people yeah. use it. For artists, you know, and things, but yeah, right. But they're never going to be able to get that that extra thing that a person can give to them. Um, and I, I don't like the sushi. I feel like sushi is an art too. Um, True. I love sushi, and um, but you know, I've never, I've, I've I've had maybe you know the spicy crab roll before. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. But I've never burnt my my throat. On any kind of spicy dragon balls or anything, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I'm immediately regretting not trying to transition with a Dragon Ball Z reference now. So <laughs> about Goku or you know, AI's computing power being over nine thousand or something? Yeah, <laughs> the references that will be over your head, even though these are references from back in the nineties. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but look, um, spicy <laughs> dragon balls. This sounds like something I would do or, or eat. Really? Mostly because like, well, like, you know, I mean, tongue in cheek, like, it's kind of funny, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to be thinking about Goku. Uh, B, you know, it, it, what do you call Rocky Mountain oysters if you're using dragon's balls instead of <laughs> deer or, you know, or um, yeah. but if you go to, to a Thai restaurant, um, you, you, you should expect it to be spicy. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can expect balls to accidentally slip in there as well. Yeah. I, I say this, uh, I've got basically my best friend. He's accidentally eaten bull testicle. Uh, oh, really? Basically a, a Thai pho place where, uh, to quote him, he was eating something, didn't really know what it was because it was in uh, Thai, you know, on, yeah. or, or maybe it was Korean, one or the other. Um, uh, you know, and, and he's like, all right, it sounds good. And he, he kind of has like a spongy, just like almost sickening oh. umami <laughs> meaty flavor. And oh, he God. realizes that he's eating balls. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. 
That's um, one part of the animal I have not put in my mouth yet. <laughs> yet. Yes. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of things, but nothing like that. No. Would you take that over uh, Cracker Barrel still? I there oh, you might have a draw. You might have a draw there. Okay. <laughs> like at this point, give it a couple more lukewarm Cracker Barrel meat. <laughs> That's I right. I can put you on the on the the Dragon Balls. Right yeah. Here. Um, well, uh, I love spicy food. I love Asian food. It's all delicious. Like it's it's amazing. But um, if you go to a Thai restaurant and order Dragon Balls, you think it's gonna like be you know you, you might be breathing fire, or mm -hmm. maybe you might have like a bad after you know aftertaste or smell if you know what i mean but yeah. um it, it, but, but you might literally be doing those things if you go to this thai restaurant because there's a woman named Har Har Jocelyn uh walia she's suing the thai restaurant in california called coop de thai because the food was so spicy that it literally burned her wow like like like, like she <laughs> fell on the the pavement you know out west, uh you know yeah this morning or something uh she went to the place two years ago and ordered or ordered the dragon balls as an appetizer they were so spicy that she suffered chemical burns to her vocal cords esophagus and the inside of her right nostril oh gosh <laughs> what'd she do snort it <laughs> i guess maybe maybe there's like a lot of wasabi in there like wasabi gives you that nostril flare i don't know yeah um, it, but the thing is it's not a joke like this is what? like it's actually happened she says that her throat and voice have incurred permanent injuries and will forever be damaged. Wow. Um, you know, so I imagine someone that talks like this and you're like, oh, wow, you know, have you been a chronic smoker? You're like, no, I ate the Dragon Ball. <laughs> you know, like, what do you say to that if you see someone? I don't know. Um, I would definitely get a different impression. I'm like, is that like an STD or something? I don't, I don't Man. know. Um, well, <laughs> this is marked as spicy. But she asked her server if it could be made less spicy. Okay. She was told that they could, but apparently that didn't happen because she had a severe reaction to the spice. Oh. The restaurant says they've never heard of their Dragon Balls being that extreme. Wow. Um, but look, if you hear the dragon talk about them, then yeah, um, you know he might. He, he says he embellishes. I'm sure a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, well, this is to the point where someone required medical attention. Mm. And Hardocklin is seeking unspecified uh, damages plus medical expenses and compensation for lost earnings. She's urging that they failed to test the heat intensity for their chilies, which were wow. unfit for human consumption. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, for, for what it's worth, Thai chilies are typically spicier than cayenne peppers, but not as spicy as habaneros. Uh -huh. One poison control phys physician says that the chilies can irritate the mouth and throat and cause nausea and heartburn, but they are not associated with permanent tissue damage. Wow. Mm. And she claims that she's like got physical chemical burns inside her nostrils and her mouth. That's right. Uh, well, which, I mean, for me, like so every once like in the wintertime, I could use a little bit of that to maybe cauterize the yeah. nostrils. But well, um, First thing I thought about, maybe did they like did they spike her Dragon Balls with borax? <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it was a, I could explain the chemical burn. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I one uh, one time on a dare, I ate a habanero. At a oh wow! Family, 
Yeah. Uh, like playing. So like it's a bowling alley. You don't have much. You got water fountains. That's about it. And yeah. uh, and the water fountain did nothing. All it did was slosh the spice around. And the moment the water was swallowed, it was immediately back. And yeah. uh, no lie, like I, I felt like the neon lights in that bowling alley were um, like, I felt like I was hallucinating slightly. And at one <laughs> point I laid on the ground and could physically feel the whole world around wow. me moving around while I laid flat oh. uh, on there. Like, like, um, like yeah, I was on a boat almost, it felt like, oh. laying down. And so, uh, you know, th- things can be pretty spicy, but like, that was a, that was a moment of euphoria uh-huh. coupled with extreme pain. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I, there was no chemical burns from that. Though. No, but yeah. you know, they, they do these, these chili cook off in Texas, right? And some of these things are so spicy and so hot, they actually have an ambulance standing by. Okay. So wild. It is. Now, for me. I, I have cooked a spicy in a dish where my mouth felt like I had a couple Novocaine shots injected oh, yeah, into it afterwards. Yeah. Think about this for me, though. I like hot food, okay? But I don't want it to the point that I can't even taste anything. It literally sears my tongue that I can't even taste it. So, to me, now now it's kind of like all the funs are gone because I can't even taste the food. Now, of course, you're going to find out the older you get, you're going to find out that the hotter the food is going in, the hotter it is coming out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, and and I'll tell you this. I mean, you go to places like, you know, these Mexican restaurants. I still love, I will, you know what? I'll load up on all of the preventative acid reducers that I can load up on just to make sure that the, 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 the tummy is, is under control because I'm going to eat that one way or the other, you know? Acid so, reducer for, yeah. a, for the ass. Right. So, but, so, but, but yeah, I, I mean, we, we've got a great Mexican restaurant, you know, here in state college that I love going. And I mean, just, I, I don't care about the temperature. If it says that it's got, you know, two or three little chili peppers next to the menu item I'll sure I'll take it, you know, but some folks, they, 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 you know, my, my, my son worked at Chipotle for a while and, you know, he loves the spicy food too. And they've got some good food that I don't think is as spicy. Some of the good Mexican restaurants are, but in this one Chipotle location in Fort Myers, Florida, I think the employees are hotter than the food. Uh, <laughs> Because this this particular Chipotle location is going viral because of some of the reviews that they're being get given on Yelp, and it's not anything to do with the food. Okay, it's this alleged woman known as Lucy who has been sleeping with the husbands of several of the reviewers, apparently. <laughs> Now, this was pointed out on Twitter by a Twitter user at 58shorty. Now, the location recently received a series of reviews discussing the alleged general manager's supposed proclivity to sleep with married men. Now, apparently there is some controversy at my local Chipotle, says the tweet. The Yelp page for the location features a review by Jessica F. Now, Jessica is from Cape Coral. She cautioned married women from visiting the Fort Myers Chipotle location. She says, stay far away. Lucy, the GM, or whatever position she's in, she likes to sleep with married men, a.k.a. her customers. (laughs) There's no way of telling if this review is genuine. The same user left a scathing review of a Cape Cod veterinarian hospital last year, too. But following Jessica F.'s alleged, uh, you know, allocation against Lucy, several other reviewers... Then they come in with some claims of their own, okay? 
One review from Jake, his name is Jake W. from Tampa Bay. He says, Lucy is a pig. She slept with my husband, too. <laughs> and then uh, we've got, uh, don't send your husbands here to pick up Chipotle. Next thing you know, Lucy's going to seduce him into sleeping with her like she has with multiple married men. That was Evan Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's in one of the reviews on, on Yelp. I love this one. I like this. Yeah, one of them says, you have guac to be kidding me. <laughs> Other users on Yelp have appeared rather amused by some of these allegations. Um, one, uh, Andrew L., he writes, Lucy went above and beyond when handling my burrito. <laughs> uh, we'll be visiting this location much more frequently. <laughs> or how about, we all know what Lucy has been doing, but doesn't change the fact she runs this place like the Navy. <laughs> and then we've got Jasmine H., she writes, Lucy has been has a great customer service. I fully support her. She made the best burrito I've had in my life. And it looked and looked good doing it too. I love Lucy. So now it's it's kind of difficult to tell if any of these reviews are actually genuine or if there's just somebody working their name Lucy they're just having fun with. I, I don't know. But it is kind of people having a lot of fun uh, after Jessica F dropped her bombshell of this allegation. You know, so it's got it's kind of got the whole thing going there. So if you want if you want to if you want some spicy food and some spicy fun, head on over to the Chipotle and there in Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, just, I, and just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm all of a sudden getting hankering for a road trip and some Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just to make sure that Mrs. Poncho knows about what's going on, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, that's so wild. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was going to make a, a comment about, you know, burritos i guess but someone else already beat me to that yeah. <laughs> well um, that that burrito was full of beef that's for sure no right i i, <laughs> I i'm not i'm not gonna continue down this path i i can see it going south really quickly um, but uh, yeah we, so we got chipotle here we've also got mo's i worked at mo's for for just a a couple months, basically. I, I like Mo's. I like Mo's. Yeah. Mo, see, Mo's was classy, unlike these Chipotle, uh, yeah. you know, uh, what is it, like, well, I guess it's a uh, home, you know, the, the irony of it is that Mo's has a burrito named the Homewrecker. Oh, that's right. I'm starting to think that, right. <laughs> starting right. to think that, that, that Maybe she needs to get a job at Moe's instead of uh, Chipotle. Then. <laughs> now, in this case, Moe's may have a, a menu item called the home record. The entire Chipotle is the home record in this case. <laughs> I think, right? Uh, well, look, if you go to your local Chipotle and, uh, you know, they, they uh, you because, know, like, every time you go to a restaurant, especially at, like, you know, Moe's or Chipotle, they give you a side of chips on there yeah. as well, like, yeah. dip and salsa and stuff. Yeah. And so, if you go there and you notice that the general manager, you know, has a, a little bit of a, I guess what a, you know, a, a, we'll say some some breath, the, you know, the, 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 smell. So in other words, the, the general manager might be a little hot for the customer. <laughs> well, that no, I'm talking about like if if you go there and you think I'm like, oh my gosh, this, you know, or or if you go there and, and you know your husband or or the general manager has a. Uh, like a smell to their, like, like a bad odor coming from their mouth, right? I see. Um, okay. It might, it, it could be because you're in Fort Myers, but it could also oh. just be because you got a sign of chips uh, oh. you know, with, with your dinner as well. Um, 
I think this would go really well with the spicy Dragon Balls, personally. Okay. There's a Lithuanian stack company that I need to I need to order back of these to your house. <laughs> just, just as a power play, <laughs> like okay, uh, as, a, as a way to assert dominance, basically in, in a okay. relationship. Um, <laughs> the, the, the snack company is called Chaz. It's got two Z's at the end. It has a. They've just released a new collection of penis and vagina flavored potato chips. Oh gosh! So uh, I, I think you could probably take a guess at the flavor that y- you are going to get and the one that I'll buy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just okay, but look, for real though, like I'm being serious. So uh, from the website. This is, I think we've talked about, uh, about like the, the, so they have both pussy flavored and dick flavored chips. That's the quote from them. We've talked yeah. about the, the pussy flavored chips before, I think. Yes, um, yes. Or, or maybe it's another company that's done that. No, no, I think it's the same thing as I've um, heard of Chaz before. But I've never heard of, of, of dick flavored chips. No, um, maybe they should change their name. They shouldn't call it Chaz, they should call it Jizz. Jizz, Jizz. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, I um, I'm hoping to have a better name for it before the end of the year. Um, because I, I know that there's one there. I just, I just. They say that these chips are not meant for personal use. So, like, I guess they're meant for. I guess the dick flavored chips are made for people that are wanting to be a dick towards you know, someone else that they maybe don't like. Um, you know, sure you can purchase and munch on them alone, but we have created this product to be shared. I would you call this like a uh, like a? I'm gonna gonna stop there. I guess the the, names I I could think of. Yeah, I I guess they're calling calling them oral snacks. Oral snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Menagia Crunch. I don't know. Um, This could be an awesome gift to your loved one. Uh, this is, a, again, from, from them. This isn't for me. I think this is a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> I say, uh, to your loved one or an open-minded friend with a great sense of humor. Mm. This gift can help you send a straightforward message that you are free of inhibitions and ready to have open conversations about sex, unburdened by judgment or prejudice. When given a romantic partner, it can act as a clear invitation not only to indulge in oral sex, leaving all discomfort outside the bedroom door, but also to explore all other avenues and lead to maximum pleasure for all parties involved. Oh, I'm going to stop there for a minute because uh, the quote continues. If I send a bag of chips like this uh, to Mrs. Poncho, it would not send the message that they're claiming <laughs> at all. And if I sent this bag of chips to literally anybody else that I know in my life, they would also get a completely different message from me as well, uh, than what they're claiming. So I don't think that they know what their audience probably is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they, say, they say they continue. Uh, Nowadays, young people are three times less likely to have sex than their parents did at the same age. Uh, but we believe that millennials have an obligation and the nece- necessary tenacity to turn this unfortunate situation on its head. Regarding taste, both pussy-flavored and dick-flavored potato chips are delicious and will be loved by the majority of those who try them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take that. I'll have to have you tell me about that one when I send you that. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, I, I guess we have to call it a sack of chips with this case. Don't you? Oh, um, yes. 
Yeah, I, I look, I, I think that the reason that people, uh, you know, nowadays are three times less likely to have sex than their parents, it probably yeah, couples to two things, I think. Um, the fact that people are getting married much later. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why there's some myth out there that, like, married people have less sex than other people, because I don't know why that would be true. Yeah. You've got someone that you sleep with every night, like, in the bed, so it's going to just happen. Like, sure. But also the fact that, um, like, the, the, the pervasiveness of and, and ease of pornography, I think that's oh. probably the two biggest reasons. I don't think sure. it's, it's the fact that there's been a lack of, of dick flavored chips in the world that has led to this <laughs> yeah. uh, this drought and the loving, I guess. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, anyways, um, buy a bag of, uh, you know, eat a bag of dick <laughs> flavored <laughs> chips. Um, and. Uh, Having said this, this is the, so they continue their quote. Having said this, these are not your typical run-of-the-mill chips. So personal experiences may vary. I okay. think that was the, the probably the most true statement of the whole thing they just <laughs> said. Um, so uh. the pussy flavor chips specifically justify their existence by pointing out that younger people are reportedly less sexually active than their parents were at the same age. And that someone has to do something about this horrible societal problem. So they decided to make a, pair, a bag of chips, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, and I guess what their fingering looking good is probably what the logo is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this, this, you should not give me these stories because I'm going to say things. Um Without knowing what I'm going to say until it comes out. Um, is it how vagina flavored potato chips are intended to solve that dick problem is beyond my comprehension. Yeah. Uh, that's actually, you know, that, that, that's something that I'm thinking. But the, the like, the, the dick flavored chips are made with 55% potatoes, wrap seed oil, uh, maltodextrin, spices, salt, tomato powder, sugar, yeast extract, um, which is probably what gives it, I don't know, the flavor. Um, 0.6% smoked salt. So I don't know. Is there a, a smoky? I, would, I wouldn't know. So like, can yeah. you help me out with... with I don't know. Sound right? Um, yeah, and, uh, and then they say this is, well, uh, antioxidant. So like citric acid um, flavoring, quote unquote. And, and then this is like the, the best one uh, of it. Quote, and quote unquote natural flavoring. Um, oh, yeah, and, and like I've got like put some square codes uh, that I'm using for that because I'd hate to know what natural natural flavoring is pretty pretty broad and vague. Yes, uh, too much stuff for me. The pussy flavor chips follow a similar recipe uh, with the addition of onions, garlic, sugar, cream powder, uh, yeast extract, natural flavoring, acidity <laughs> regulator, uh, sodium acetate, basically uh, mm-hmm. lemon powder, like lemon juice. Uh, powder and natural flavoring, parsley, black pepper, natural sour cream flavoring, antioxidants like c- citric acid and bay leaves. Um, yeah, so I um, I don't know. It sounds like when I when I um, you, never mind. I'm not even gonna. If you're censoring your and mix them together, right? Oh <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> the, <laughs> Have a guess. Are you are you getting a dick or a pussy in, in your chip bag? <laughs> Basically, yeah. And, and oh. you call it like an orgy or something. I don't. Know. There you go. Um, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, 
I, I, I just, the concept of who comes up with these ideas, it, it, first off, I mean, how would you know to distinguish between what a pussy flavor chip is and a, and a dick flavor chip? I don't, yeah. I don't understand. You know, I would not want to be the quality control tester there. Though. I guess, I guess it would have to be. Now, now yeah. we we had snacks growing up also that were similar to chips. Okay, okay, uh, you've heard of pork rinds, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, is what, what you call it in uh, like. Well, there's lots of ways to um, prepare chicharrones, but it's like, like what you would have called it in like Mexico. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, right. Well, well. Anyway, I mean, we. I remember going to one of these cultural places in Arkansas called the Ozark Folk Center, where you got a little lesson in Appalachia, and they had this big kettle on an open fire with all this grease inside boiling, and they would bring out a like a, a sack of like dried pig skin that they had cut up in little squares, and they would dump it into this big kettle of boiling oil. And stir it with this big stick. And after a while, you start seeing these chitlins or pig uh, pork rinds pop up to the top and float to the top, all bubbly, you know. And then they would scoop them out and dry them and seize them. And then people would eat them. Those are pig skins, okay? Pork rinds. So when you're going to the store and you're buying pork rinds, you're eating pig skin. So that's mm -hmm. the. So, I mean, I, I don't know. You, people get grossed out about, you know, dick-flavored chips and pussy-flavored chips. You're also eating pig skin when you go to eat these pork rinds. Well, I've got something mm, kind of a little the same way, although thankfully you're not going to be eating this. Um, something else you can do with skin, you can turn it into leather, you know, right? You, know, you, you got good naugahyde and cow leather and that kind of thing. Well, would you believe? A 52-year-old woman in the UK decided she's going to redefine body art because, well, let's just say she went through a, a massive weight reduction and she ended up having an excess of four pounds of skin removed from her um, through, the, through the weight loss surgery. And so she's decided she's going to turn that into human leather, okay? So I know that probably to others, this idea is completely bonkers and sounds really weird, but she said it came naturally to me. Her name is Katie Taylor. She's talking to New West, or, uh, she was talking to Southwest News Service, and this is a rather, let's just call it a macabre memento. This is a rather unusual self-preservation method that she set into motion back in the year 2004. Now, this mother of two, she had type 2 diabetes following the birth of her second child. And so in order to mitigate the symptoms, uh, the, uh, let's just say the fine art PhD student decided to embark on a massive weight loss pilgrimage that saw her shed like 84 pounds through a lot of the keto dieting and weightlifting. So she finally achieved her goal weight, okay? So this woman who's an artist, she decided to get surgery to, you know, kind of trim off all that loose baggy skin from around her stomach, right? You know, a lot of sagging going on there. Common side effect of rapid weight pound or pound shedding, okay? Happens a lot. Uh, and instead of doing a tummy tuck or, you know, something like this, maybe pitching her surplus dermis to the garbage, she decides she's going to keep it and incorporate it into her art. Uh, let's just say she redefined the term body art in a big way. So before the operation, the self-styled uh, Peel Casso, you might say, even sent her surgeon a two-page letter 
on why she wanted to save her excess skin. Imagine writing your doctor. You're going to have all, four pounds of skin taken off after this massive weight loss and say, yeah, doctor, don't throw my skin away. I want to keep it. <laughs> so she, she cites the Human Tissue Act of 2004 and examples of other patients keeping post-op body parts. You know, like I guess you want to keep your gallstone or something like this. I don't know. Uh, but some people want to, you know, keep their extracted liposuction fat or something. Well, the hospital actually agreed. On the condition, she's got to pick it up following the procedure. So from there, this Brit placed her four and a half pound piece of her stomach in saline solution where it stayed there for nine months. So I can just imagine how that conversation goes. Gee, what do you have soaking in there? Oh, that's just my skin. <laughs> that's all. So <laughs> she's like been Bill kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So then she transfers it to the freezer. Now she goes, the freezer is not that big. So it was right next to the frozen berries. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So she's struggling to figure out how to turn this into art, okay? Something that would no doubt look, <clears throat> well, rather strange on a Google search, but uh, Miss Taylor's attempts at uh, extending her dermis's longevity kind of fell flat. The flustered me-cycler initially bought a tanning kit that she finally threw out and reached out to some survival experts and got turned away. So then she eventually just did, did a DIY, a do-it-yourself. And she reaches out to this uh, Teresa Emmerich Kemper, Kemper PhD. Uh, she's uh, in, in experimental archaeology with about 30 years of experience in prehistoric skin tanning. So she can't, <laughs> the thing is, she, she can't figure out what to do with her excess skin now that she has it. So um, Taylor travels to Exeter in England. And she stays at a hotel near Teresa's house for about a week while the two skin mavens completed their somewhat ghoulish seeming art venture. Now, Teresa was absolutely amazing, she says, so um, uh, so knowledgeable, um, and she was just gushing at, you know, over this whole thing, which uh, this cruelty-free leathersmith described literally tanning her own hide my dad used to use that term all the time. Son, if you don't behave yourself, I'm going to tan your hide. Well, this, <laughs> this woman actually did. And she says, and this is her, her quote, and if you've had something to eat, you might want to pause it. <laughs> but she says, we begin by scraping the fat off of the back and getting the membrane off. Then we soak the skin in vegetable tanning solution while stirring and checking on it every day. Finally, the dynamic duo stretched out her fillet and lathered it with oil, literally putting the lotion on the skin before drying the <laughs> in Teresa's tumble dryer. They're putting her skin in her tumble dryer, okay? As if yet, Taylor is not quite sure what to do with her um, bronze belly flesh. Perhaps make an organic belt, maybe, you know, a skin suit or maybe a fanny pack, maybe. I don't know, but. She says she leather might, jacket is what I think. Leather jacket, yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, she she might exhibit the piece of herself maybe in the near future. Come and see my my belly or something. She says she's reluctant to tamper with her extracted skin because it symbolizes her uh, moving weight loss journey. You see, now the uh, belly leather even has her cesarean scar where she gave birth to her kid. <laughs> Even as her stretch marks and her hair follicles that's on the oh, leather. 
Yeah. Yeah, she says, I thought that I would do something with the skin, but I don't think I could cut it into it, cut into it. Now, I think I want to just want it to stay its shape because that's what shape it was when it came off of me. Now, she also goes on to say it's a reminder of where I came from and how I got to where I am today and how incredible and resilient the human body is. So <laughs> so she's going to keep it as a memento. Believe it or not, we've got Miss Taylor, in her own words, explaining what she did with all of her excess belly skin after she had it removed. I did ask to keep my skin. Well, so I have tanned it into leather, human vegan leather. Now... Taylor's not quite as sentimental about her excess belly fat, which she rendered down and sent to a tattoo ink maker. She's contemplating using the surplus blubber for a tattoo a la an artistic version of a Project Mayhem from Fight Club or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, but, I was thinking, you know, you could make soap with all the, that fat that you're scraping off. Yeah, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I saw a picture of it, and I'm, I'm still debating on whether or not I want this to be on the uh, artwork, on, on the po <laughs> podcast yeah, artwork. I had a look at the picture while you're reading it. it, it imagine like, an, like a WWE or MMA kind of like championship belt, just without <laughs> the metal, yeah. and, it, and it being human skin. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow, you, you know, you must be really proud of your weight loss, that you're carrying around your excess skin they took off, you know, but... That that's that's um, that's a lot of work to, to preserve your your belly skin, you know. Yeah, no, thank you. I'd rather just fry it up and eat it as chicharrones. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I, that's uh, definitely a conversation piece. I would just frame it and hang it over the mantle. Yeah, I I, I would prefer prefer uh, Pancho Guero rinds and. Uh, <laughs> And we'll call them like you know Donner Party Delights or something. Yes, yes, um, unbelievable. So <laughs> if if uh, tanning your own uh, you know skin and uh, putting the lotion in the basket is not doing it for you, you could always get a, a vampire facial instead. Okay. Um, and uh, just when you think that cosmetic surgery can't get any weirder, you know, from the cosmetic surgery of, of cutting off and then, and then wearing your own skin. Uh, there's a procedure that's hailed as a vampire facial for the penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I have to pause for, for just a, a moment and say that I'm pretty sure that Eric Lane has never had to say, at least on the Pancho Guero hour, I don't think that Eric Lane's ever had to say the word penis or dick or, or pussy or anything because he gives all of these stories to me. Uh, and then I use these words, you know, three, four, five hundred percent more than I would in my life uh, for this hour. So uh, I'll come back. So look, a, a vampire facial for the penis. Um, basically, it, it's the new trend that's taking over New York's elite. And uh -oh. it sounds like something that only the elite would do. And also the only elite would, would pay for, you know, something that yes. owns, I don't know, like, uh, whatever. Whatever. My, I feel like my imagination does a lot more uh, with it, with this if I stop right here. <laughs> uh, so this, this is right, basically. Men are, are now eagerly paying thousands of dollars to have needles stuck into their baby makers, all to add a bit of extra bulge in their swimming shorts. We've been, we've had a lot of, we've had like a story a week talking yeah. about people basically like torturing their, their, you know, 
growings to be yes. able to just get a little bit more out of it. A little, a little more swelling, please. Yeah. Uh, the, the pride post shot, known as the pee shot, I guess they should call it the PP shot, uh, spiked <laughs> in popularity among New York's elite, with, with swarms of city slickers getting their fix before jetting off to the Hamptons for the summer. Uh, one expert, and, and you might want to do this as well before you go down to the Fort Myers Chipotle. Um, <laughs> one expert, uh, urological surgeon, <laughs> Dr. Chesterman, uh, told the New York Post, these guys in the Hamptons love to skinny dip at night, and they don't want to come up short. Um, you know, and, and look, if the water's cold, what That's do right. you do? You That's right. Needles up there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. The sexual uh, medicine guru explained that he first started administering the jab back in 2018 to help patients combat erectile dysfunction, but swiftly noticed that it also provided a surprising <clears throat> size perk. Mm. Now, I will say this sounds different from the other two, and the fact that this seems like he said it was surprising. Yeah. Size perk. The other one seemed like it was marginal at best. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so maybe go for the vampire PP facial, then yeah. uh, you, you know, then, then the I guess what the fire ant uh, mouth, right? And, you know, right. Um, might work. Might work better than the hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that I think the perk about the hemorrhoid cream is the um, the amount of time that you're going to be able to you know uh, <laughs> move in, I guess. Um, yes. Or you know, maybe stuck in that one region of your body maybe more like this so uh he says it's like a vampire facial but for the penis he told the news site explaining that the technology involves taking blood from the patient's arm to isolate platelet-rich plasma then injecting this plasma into the numbed penis using a tiny needle we take your blood spin it and inject it right back, he said, adding that the end result is a boost in circulation and helps the uh, stimulation of blood vessel growth. It helps improve the blood vessels, so you have not only better blood flow to the penis during sex, but it improves the size. So I, well, I think <laughs> that the two kind of go hand in hand in that way. Yeah, um, yeah. He said uh, it makes uh, it fuller looking <laughs> because it improves the blood vessels down in, to your penis. He continued, uh, you're fuller, and obviously the sex part is better. You get improvement in sex and in size. Well, guys will see their uh, penis typically shrink in water. That won't happen here because it's already full from the injection. <laughs> the urologist revealed that the injection can lead to all-around enlargements of more than 1.25 inches. That's over three centimeters. So wealthy playboys are more than willing to fork out eye-watering amounts for the treatment. Wow. The procedure can cost up to $10,000 for a series of five shots administered every month or so. So oh. it sounds like it's not like a permanent thing. It's like a temporary yeah. thing until it right. you know, fades away. Right. Um, uh, this is uh, according to Dr. Shusterman. It has no downsides or risks risks except cost well the, the shots there they only last about 30 minutes like no more than 30 minutes still despite the surgeon's gushing endorsement um you know penis enlargement as a whole isn't without its dangers and i think that you should have if there's one thing you've learned from this podcast this, this is the month of july it's yes. the dangers of, of trying to enlarge your dick yeah. um, <laughs> i guess i guess i would say trying to 
enlarge it through artificial methods. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and to keep with the trend next week, we'll talk about enlarging it with artificial intelligence methods as well. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to tie it back in here. Oh, man. Um, the build reported. Um, that a 32-year-old German man died from blood poisoning and organ failure after a man he met on a date, dating site injected his penis with silicone in a bid to make it bigger. We talked about that last week. That's right. Um, well, plastic surgeon Dr. Norman Rowe, who calls himself the penis doctor, which uh, <laughs> the, I can't like, he told the Post that tragedies would never occur under the hand of a licensed practitioner. So... You know, that's why you don't want to get it handled just on any street corner. You got to go to a medical professional for these yeah. things. Uh, this yeah. is your penis, he said. Uh, don't cut corners. You, you never want to. Anytime you talk about cutting and, and, and you know, penises, I think, yeah. like, probably, you know. Um, you you want to relate that to the professionals. Uh, yeah, maybe like a circumcision or whatever. But, like, I don't even. Uh, that's when you're born, at least. I'm not going to be doing that as an adult. Um, uh, he says, uh, you know. I have guys stop in to fill up on the way to their blade choppers before the weekend, uh, he boasted. Um, so, like, you know, I, I, what does that even mean? I have an idea, and I don't want to ask any more questions about that. He says, it's like packing your suitcase. Uh, you fill up your suitcase, you fill up your penis. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's like a tank of gas, right? You know, I don't know. Uh, he, and you and you want premium fuel for your, uh, what for your New York elitist kind of uh, yeah um, I think that's I think that's the right word for this maybe uh, yeah so uh, he, he said that the bulk of his clients are single guys in their 30s and 40s and that their confidence goes through the effing roof upon uh, receiving the treatment. Uh, Look, I've never had to get confidence by sticking needles and other stuff, uh, you know, in places. I don't want needles and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I guess it is people getting a prick on their prick. Like, uh, 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 <laughs> have, you, have you not thought about that? <laughs> oh, my God. So, he says, uh, one such patient who is 40 and works in hospitality was eager to sing the praises of the procedure. It's been an epic summer. The spent $9,500 on a shot told oh. us. Um, the parties are better. I wear shorter bathing suits, definitely tighter. I'm not trying to uh, expose my bulge, he insisted. Still, he acknowledged, I'm very single this summer. This is a game changer. Uh, so basically, like, I don't know, if, if you want to find a, uh, you know, married man, uh, then, like, maybe stay away from penis doctors and those who visit because, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would take uh, being married to Mrs. Pancho over this any day. Um, yeah. Over an extra inch, inch and a half, I guess. Uh, this really makes sense, though, I think, when you consider that most men in their Hampton in the Hamptons drive Range Rovers and BMWs. Um, yeah. All right, so, you know, you're trying to basically convert your Range Rover or, well, I mean, look, you're trying to convert it into a Range Rover, maybe, you know, uh, or maybe like a Hummer, you know, like that's what kind of what you're looking for. Um, but I guess that without these injections, there'll be more than one type of shrimp in the water. 
You might say, yes, you might say, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't like anybody putting anything sharp down there. You know, I, I think that, that, that it's kind of like, you know, people that want to get tattooed down there as well. You know, I'm not, no, no. or piercings. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, and now, now we have people that are like injecting stuff down there to make things. And the fact is that you've got to keep coming back for refills. You know, uh, right? I I don't need my tuna to turn into a big tuna <laughs> yeah. for a month through an injection. I mean, look, look, you, you got what you got because you got it, it's through your DNA. So you may as well be happy with what you got. You know, I'm. Yeah, it's not just they say like they say five shots over a few months. So really, it probably only lasts a couple of weeks each shot. Yeah, right? you know. And frankly, though, it's not the size; it's how you use it. Frankly, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no. There's a. Um, I, I look. I can't even. Uh, I, yeah, it, it, it is, that's not my scene. Any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm a happily married poncho. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, poncho is. Um, well, like, I, I guess I, I think that she would be worried if I went to a penis doctor. For, well, I was going to say, you should ask her. Do you ask her if, if she thinks that you probably need to have any kind of enhancements down there and see what she says. <laughs> She you know, probably look at me concerned <laughs> for a number of reasons. Yeah, really. You know, well, I mean, it, it just shows some of these kids just didn't get everything they wanted in life, I guess, you know? I mean, life, life shortchanged them. What can I say? You know? Yeah. But I don't know. That money can't buy you, uh, you know, you love, but I, I mean, I'm starting to kind of question that. With that. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do, I suppose. Yeah. Ten grand can buy you an awful lot of bulge, that's for sure. And then there's only the last one, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you think that's like what a thousand dollars per centimeter? Well, this is three centimeters, so you're talking yeah. three thousand dollars per centimeter. Yeah, you know. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you that that, that might get you some good, um, some nice stairs at the at the beach if you're wearing short, you know, swimming swimming suits or something like this. But your mom and dad are probably still not going to be impressed. Okay, I mean, come on. So, but we've got some ask Pancho. Uh, questions here people have, have sent in and this seems to be i guess um the time when they're you know having problems with their parents i mean both both of these uh ask poncho questions have got something to do with their parents and we got gabby who is looking to ask poncho for some advice she says my parents are against my breakup she said my boyfriend is soon to be an ex sadly but it's time she says we've been having problems we've been trying to fix but I just think the relationship ran its course. Still, breakups are never easy. She says, I confess to my mom. I believe it's over. And instead of supporting my decision and needs, they are now shaming me that I'm in my 30s and I might be making a mistake. It just makes me not want to tell my parents anything. So how do you deal with that? <laughs> you're, you're in your 30s, so you shouldn't care that much anyways. Like, whatever. You're an adult. Make your decision. Um you know, do you want your parents to not be a part of your life? I guess, I guess is what it sounds like. Maybe you're questioning it, but who cares? You're an adult. Make your decisions. Buy them a bag of penis-flavored chips or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe maybe some penis doctor injections. There you go. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that'll change your mind, I guess. Maybe your parents could fund it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, the first mistake was just telling the parents in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you say, oh, we broke up, it's not working out, that might be different. But if you're telling them beforehand, 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you're, then maybe they're like, okay, you're an idiot. But then what, what if your parents, there's a, parents have a way sometimes, I guess it depends on the parents, of like sometimes having a different perspective on things where they, 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 they get a clearer picture. What if they do know better? And what if they realize that you're making a mistake? Yeah. Yeah. Then you again, know? they also might be looking at, you know, your age and thinking that we want grandkids. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if that's the case, then maybe they're. they're Maybe they're yeah. not thinking with their, their clear mind. I don't yeah. know. I think I think you might be onto something with that. Mm. Yeah, who needs boyfriends when we've got a artificial intelligence anyways? Um, <laughs> uh, well, I've got one more uh, from Jim. He says, help, my parents always want me to visit them. <laughs> Both these are parent-related things, I guess. This, this is going to suddenly my mother-in-law, I think. Um, <laughs> so Jim says... First of all, I live in the same town as my parents. Okay, so we've got something in common. I, I live in the same town as both my, my in-laws and my uh, parents. Yeah. All right. So he says, uh, so I see them all the time, at least once a week for dinner, usually more. But if I go so much as a week without seeing them, I get text messages like, where are you, stranger? <laughs> and okay, so yeah, this is this is absolutely like my mother-in-law for my wife. Um <laughs> He says, and if I go out with a friend I haven't seen in ages, they take offense to it. They really struggle with boundaries, and I fear it's only going to get worse as they go from old to elderly. Any advice? <laughs> um, well, look, if they reach the elderly age, like you got to also realize that they're not going to be around forever. So appreciate the time. You'll you'll regret not having spent more time if if you don't. But also right. seeing them weekly. Pretty often, that's like my wife. At least sees her family once a week, unless we're out of town or something. Yeah, on a trip. So, uh, and even then, you know, she'll get phone calls or a video call or something with her. Um, and, and so, I, that's, I, I really kind of see that uh, for sure. I get that. Um, it's a little bit easier, I think, for like my wife, just because she'll go sometimes while I'm at work during the daytime, and so it's not like you have to plan a whole evening and stuff, especially with kids going out and then, then being back late. <clears throat> Right, but uh, um, that is weird that they get like offensive, uh, like offensive if uh, you go yeah friends. So I don't know. Do they not want you to have fr friends? Oh gosh, this could be whiskey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It is. It is strange. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Your parents, they'll be fine. Once a week is absolutely at least enough. I be be frank, like. Sometimes I go several weeks without seeing my parents, uh, you know, yeah. because I don't want to. But they don't send you texts saying, like, where like, are you, stranger? No, no, no. I, I reach out or something, or we'll share funny stories. Um, right. You know, they, they both work still. They're pretty young, and, uh, and you know, we get really busy here sometimes. And But my mother-in-law, for sure, is the type that's going to, you know, she'll, <laughs> be like, she'll, she'll do one of these, like, tongue kind of, like, Kind of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like sucking your teeth, kind of like sound. Oh yeah, oh we yeah. A lot of those from from uh, I guess uh, we call her Mamita now. That uh -huh. she's a grandmother. Oh Abuela's yes, yes. Too old, even though she's an abuela. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I guess just uh, you just tell tell the old guy to kind of just chill out, and let let the parents do their thing, and don't worry about it. You, you're an adult, so you know they're gonna have you can set boundaries in your own terms. If you see yeah. them once a week at least, you're good. Like that's fine. Yeah. You know. Well, like... uh, I, I know. I know that it's. Uh, I. I mean, since uh, one of your parents happens to be my sister, I know that uh, they do. When they listen to the podcast, they try to play the insane games along with you to see what you're going to guess. 
And, you know, I'm more so thinking, what are their thoughts going to be on uh, finger licking good or finger licking good? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that. That was, good. that was not planned. That came out, and uh, I found good. out what I was saying. Afterwards. That's the best kind. That's the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I get more shade and criticism from my performance on the Insane Games from my own oh, mom right? than I do anybody else. Is that right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And I say it's way easier when you're not put on the spot and when you have to have a listen to these every week for the last three three years. Maybe more at this point. I don't know. Hey! You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Let me put you on the spot and see what you'd like to start off with the insane case with this week. Oh, gosh. I, I don't even know. I, um, let's go with porn star or weatherman. Why not? We, we've already covered that ground already. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got a list of some great entertainers here. You tell me if these people happen to be either porn stars or weathermen. So we got our first entertainer would be Brandon, or I should say Brendan Miller. Okay. Brendan Miller, I think, is going to be a porn star. As opposed to Brandon Miller. So you're yeah. making it. Yeah, I, I, I think more so than Brandon, but I think both are, are likely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Br Brandon Miller actually uh, happens to be a a porn star. Very good. That's very good. All right. Very good start. Okay. Well, how about uh, I think we may have uh, may have heard this one before. Cheetah Craft. Cheetah Craft. Yeah, I, I think I do remember this one. Uh, Cheetah Craft. Uh, she's not a Chipotle manager. She no. is a weather a weather woman. Ah, that's right. From Houston, Texas. Very good. All right. Here's one that might may could throw you off a little bit. Um, this entertainer's name is uh, Dick Goddard. Dick Goddard. Um, yeah, if it was Dick Goddard, 
then uh, that'd be something. <laughs> but no, I think Dick Goddard, he sounds like an old weather man. Oh, no. Uh, there you Okay. All right. Well, what if he has uh, potato chips named after him? Uh, well, I mean, I think he does. <laughs> have potato chips named after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well unintentional. That's true. Well, uh, Dick Goddard is indeed a weatherman from Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Well, how about uh, this entertainer's name is Danny Daniels. <laughs> Danny Daniels. Um, you know, gosh, uh, this is tough, man. Danny Daniels sounds like uh, like a Marvel, you know, <laughs> alias or something for a, a superhero or whatever. Danny would it help Daniels. if I told? It would it help if I told you that it's spelled D A N I? Oh yeah, that does help. Oh man, well okay. If it's Danny Daniels, and you're talking probably about a female weather woman. Oh wow, that's interesting. Danny Daniels actually is a porn star. Oh gosh! <laughs> I could. I thought for sure you're going to nail that one. I told you how it was spelled. I don't. Oh, think, I don't I'm not interested in nailing anyone named. Danny <laughs> All right. How about this entertainer's name, Julian Jansen? Julian Jansen. Uh, we'll say weather, uh, like a weatherman. When you say weatherman, Julian <laughs> Jansen is also a porn star. So. <laughs> Julian Jis. Just so Jillian, yeah, that might be different. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, who, what are you? What are you up to next? What? What do you? What do you feel? Man, okay? I don't know. Feed the next one to me at random. All right. I well, let's go. After that last one. Well, yeah, right. Uh, well, how about how about we we go into the steakhouse or a gay bar? All right, we got some businesses here. I will give you the business name and where they're located. You tell me if you think it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. We've got one in Bellingham, Washington called Dirty Dan's. <laughs> Dirty Dan. I like that. Um, yeah, Dirty Dan gets referenced a lot in this household, um, yeah. mostly because Mrs. Punch is a big SpongeBob fan. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Dirty Dan's. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> That's, it is a steakhouse. That's great. That's, I like that. All right. How about this one? It's called the Broken Spur. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Broken Spur Inn. The Broken Spur Inn in uh, Torrey. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a gay bar for sure. <laughs> in Torrey, Utah. A lot of gay Mormons out there, huh? <laughs> it's actually a steakhouse. Oh, man. Broken Spur Inn. That's right. Well, here's one in Phoenix, Arizona, called the Stockyards. The Stockyards. Um, yeah, I get I get a bad vibe from this one. But by that, I mean, like, Stockyards almost is like you're going to be picking, you know, choosing livestock, basically, uh-huh. for, a, um, you know, I, stuff, I guess. I'm going to say it's yeah. a <laughs> the stockyard, like you're going to be in stocks or something, yeah? It's actually a steakhouse, oh, believe it or not. Yeah. You're making me look like a bad person now, Eric. <laughs> Makes me kind of wonder where you've been this last week here, you know? <laughs> but, well, yeah. Well, how about this one in Nashville, Tennessee, called the Pumping Station? <laughs> the Pumping Station. I, if this is actually a gay bar, then... This this is awesome. I was at the gay bar. <laughs> well, it's it happens. To, it it happens to to be a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and I don't think they. I don't think they put anything artificial in. <laughs> okay, so all right. Here's one called the Hideaway in Atlanta, Georgia. The Highway. 
Hide away. Hide away. Hide away. Yes. Uh, yeah, either one of those, I think. Hide away. I think that you're... The, the only question I've got is, what are you hiding and where uh, are you hiding it? Yes. It's a gay bar. Uh, the hideaway, indeed, is a gay bar. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Feel like a little golf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do golf. All right. We'll move down to either a golf course or a rehab. I've got some businesses. You tell me, is it a golf course or rehab based upon the name and where it's located? We've got the Foundry Farm in Coleman, Alabama. Foundry Farm. This has to be a, um, I was going to say steakhouse. This has to be a rehab, I think. Yeah, with a name like Foundry, and I guess it is a rehab. Absolutely. Well, how about Michigan Meadows in Casco, Michigan? Michigan Meadows. Um, oh, man, this is tough. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a golf course. Interesting. I was thinking of a rehab because of the word Meadows, but believe it or not, it actually is a golf course. Not bad. All right. I, I was not expecting you to say that, so that's that was good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, here's here's one in Layton, Utah, called Valley View. Valley View. Um, man, this sounds kind of fancy. I'm gonna say it's a golf course. Oh, a nice view of the of the valley, and a nice golf course too, as well. So, all right. So far, you made three out of five. So that sounds like a good good run. We have another one here called the Lodge in Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Um, I would say it's a rehab. The Lodge is actually a golf course, believe it or not. So, well, not too bad. You've still got one more to see if you can get through here. This one is called Canyon Vista in Mesa, Arizona. Oh, I think this is a rehab. <laughs> yes, Vista is a dead giveaway. It is indeed a rehab. Only this one. That's like, this, this is like two weeks in a row you've not actually bad. done a good yeah, golf yeah. rehab. Yeah, I, I think we may have turned a corner here, you know? So, oh, gosh. Well, let's you see. Say this. I'll, I'll bomb it next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's see how good you are on determining whether we have a strip club or a daycare. So, some of these are pretty interesting, and some you may easily get, like um, the one called Shenanigans in Schenectady, New York. Shenanigans. Um, yeah, I think Shenanigans is going to be a uh, strip club. Uh, yeah, well, it is indeed. You'll get into some shenanigans if you get in there and connect right to the New York. Name, yeah. Right. How about Busy Bees in Elliott, Maine? Busy Bees, I, I, like, I can't see anything other than, um, you know, if it's like Busy Double Ds, then sure. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I, I've got, there's a book that we read to my, my son sometimes called Buzz, Buzz, Busy Bee. I can't think about this in the, the context of a strip club. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, and you end up going to a strip club, you could get stung anyway, you know? So that is a daycare. That's right. Very good. All right. Here's one in Michigan Center, Michigan called Angie's Angels. And, oh, you know, this is a strip club. Oh, you do, huh? Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a daycare, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe you. I don't. Angie's Angels. Angie's Angels. It's like Charlie's Angels, but even more sex. I don't know. Like The alliteration in it makes me I don't know. more sexualized somehow. Uh-huh. Well, how about the Dream House in Denver, Colorado? A Dream House. Unless you're talking about Barbie, and uh, you know, uh, I think this is a strip club. 
Yeah, it's a wet dream house. That's what it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a strip club, indeed. All right. So there's one in Scottsburg, Indiana, called Little Treasures. Little Treasures. Um, I think Little Treasures is, oh, man. Uh, this is pretty, it, it's close. I'm going to say it's a daycare, though. It, it, it sounds innocent enough, I guess I you would think. think. So, yeah. You would think it would be, yeah. yeah. It is a daycare, actually. So. Yeah, you have me bracing myself there. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we can confidently go into our, uh, our, our, our fake news of Florida because you normally sail through this. Although there have been a few that's a little sketchy here. I'll give you five headlines, and you tell me which ones are fake news and which ones really did happen in the state of Florida. Your first headline, a Vero Beach man appealed his drinking and driving arrest because he only drank when he was at a stoplight. Uh, I think this is fake news. <laughs> oh, for sure. I only drank while I was at a stoplight. That's yeah. actually a Florida story. <laughs> All right. How about this one? And this is a topic we talk about a lot here. A Fort Myers dog walker was arrested for drug possession after he was seen walking a cat on a leash. Um, I'm going to say that this is fake news. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Can you even get a cat to walk on a leash in the first place? It is fake news. Yes. I've seen cats walking in a harness. Uh, maybe I guess you could do that. I don't know. But but I remember a cat I've tried to put on a leash. They just lay down. They don't do anything. But oh, anyway. Right, right, yeah. You know. All right. Well, here's a headline that says police in St. John's County arrested an elderly man who tried to run over his neighbor with a tractor. Yeah, I think this is uh, Florida. <laughs> that's not too far from where you are. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I grew up a little bit. That's where my parents yeah. live right now. Yeah. I'll teach you. I'll run him down with my tractor. That's what I'll do. And it's not like a tractor kind of like town there either. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's one where two contestants were arrested at a bikini contest in Stewart after getting into a high heel shoe fight. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, why would you arrest someone for that? I think that people would pay money for that instead. I'm going to say it's fake news. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is a true story. <laughs> Actually, I would love to see women getting into a good head-banging high-heel shoot. You see, both of these stories I'm getting wrong. just seems like the, like the punchline to a joke, which is why I think <laughs> that it's fake. Yeah. All right. Your last one, St. Petersburg police arrested a wrecking ball operator for DUI after he smashed the wrong building. I think that's fake news. Oh, really? <laughs> it is indeed fake news. That's good. All right. Actually, I was expecting you to get all of these ones here this time. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, especially the one in St. John's County. I thought for sure, you know, that, that oh, was an easy one. I, I got that one correct. You got that one for C for sure. You know, figure that one. Don't, don't cut me that short. Yeah, I figured you would get that one, but I mean, I mean the other ones. I mean, really. But anyway, so well, that's good. You, you're Mister Fix Up all this week at your house. So um, it sounds like you, you're going to have pretty much a brand new house when the baby arrives. You said that you've settled on a name. I think we have. Yeah. The question is though, will he be known as we got little Poncho? So what's the what's the what's the nickname for the for? Have you thought of that yet? Oh man, you well, you know. I know the nickname would probably be what my mother-in-law is going to call him. Oh, and, really? Uh, oh, and I, I, knew, I called it the moment my wife kind of mentioned she was thinking of this name. And I was like, your mom's going to call him this. And <laughs> for sure enough, the first thing she said, oh, that's great. I'll call him. And so uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I know my mother-in-law will say that. I know her well. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, and could it come in the next week? I mean, at this point, it could come any any day, I guess. We're, uh-huh. we're under a month away now. Yeah. In, in a couple well. of days, we're at the four-week mark, exactly. So. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Little Poncho came about two uh, two days early, so I'm, I'm kind of expecting something similar, I think. Maybe, maybe if you take Mrs. Poncho to a Cracker Barrel, it might induce labor. <laughs> There's a good chance. Uh, uh, you'd be as borax, uh, another you know, labor-inducing kind of thing, too. I don't know. All right, man. Hey, well, have yourself a great week, and uh, stay cool down there. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay cool, and I'll... I'll make sure to fill up, uh, you know, at the Fort Myers Chipotle. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the more stupendous stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes Stupidity. Comment about what you've read and share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at InsaneEricLane.com. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>